Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Potter, here on this wonderful Thursday, April 21st. We've got three games, three playoff games, emphasis on that, to talk about. And one of the better games of the series, Memphis versus Minnesota. I think the only other game that's pretty much of the, uh, the first round that's been notable would be the Nets and Celtics, but... Nonetheless, there's fantasy value and all these good stuff. If you're wondering why Harris Kermani is not on the pod, we alluded to it on Sunday. Uh, he's at the Raptors game tonight, so he's enjoying himself. Raptors got off to a nice hot start. We'll see how that game finishes. Nonetheless, we got a podcast to get to. But before we do- jump into anything, quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up, the- prop up with us this NBA season. Thrive is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Thrive. You limit the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes on the biggest impact of the game. You choose 10 of 20 available player prop bets to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fancy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. You hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of a prize pool. Now, when you sign up, use the promo code ETHOS, that is E-T-H-O-S, to receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100, guys. You can thrive, find Thrive at the App Store. Play Store, or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. So, first game of the night, Memphis traveling to Minnesota, the game that we alluded to as one of the more fun, I think, actual basketball games to watch because they're competitive. One and a half point spread, Grizzlies favored, 236 and a half game total, so it is the largest game total of the night. We'll start off here with Memphis. Now, top of the hour is John Morant, 9,800. He's performed well. He's paid off that salary two games already. Uh, he is certainly in play. There's no doubt about it. Now, will I be playing a ton of them? Probably not. Uh, I think that when there's you know good mid-tier options that we can go to, a better spend-up that we can go to, it just kind of makes the decision pretty easy for me. Uh, but he's still in play regardless. I, you know, 5X, he'll be near there or hit it. There, that, that I don't doubt. But, like I said, having other options on the slate that I like a little bit more for possibly five to six X, uh, if not more at a cheaper salary is going to have me leaning more towards that way. So, uh, but I do think that we can certainly look at Brandon Clark. He's a guy that I've been playing pretty much all series long and I will continue to play him. Price tags up. It's going up from 3,800 to 44 and now we're at 4,700. Nonetheless, he's paid off the salary two out of three games. So we got to see if the third one will make it three out of three. Uh, 4700 is a little expensive, but just the versatility of him, if anything happens to Jaron Jackson, if anything happens to Steven Adams, the increase in minutes, all the good stuff that comes with it uh, is, is the things that we have to be interested in. So sign me up. I'm good with both those guys. And I don't think I'll be playing Dylan Brooks at 61. If I was going to play anyone, it would probably be you know Desmond for only the $100 more, just a little bit more consistent when it comes down to it. Shot attempts not too far off from each other most of the game. So give me the better shooter, the better player better consistency uh, any day of the week. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., he's finding himself in foul trouble now. If he stays out of foul trouble, he's, he's paying off that salary. He's had about 31 DK points over the last two games, average, and that's in an average of about 25, 26 minutes. So when it comes down to it, if he can stay out of foul trouble, he'll play more than that. But granted, both these games have pretty much been a blowout, so he hasn't had to play more than that in either one of them anyway. Now, more competitive 
I think he plays 30 to 34 minutes pretty comfortably, and he pays off that $6,300 salary. So, again, that's where I'm at. If I had to rank these guys in order of people I have ownership on, it would probably be Clark, uh, Jackson, Clark, Morant, in that order. On the other side of the ball, looking at Minnesota, not playing Carl Anthony Towns at 9,300. I think I'd rather play John Morant on the other side of the ball just a little bit more. Uh, and then the main guy I want to talk about would be probably D'Angelo Russell, who's had two down games. Again, blowout, so he hasn't had to play more than 30 minutes. He's shot terrible in both those games, 27 and 18%. But even despite those two poor games, he still has a 40 DK point average against this team. I'm expecting a nice bounce back from Russell here, and I'm going to be all over him. He's one of the reasons why I probably want John Morant, because if he gets me 40, 40 to 45, if Jai even gets 50, you're getting the $2,800 discount, which is going to allow you to spend that in other spots. And those are the type of ownership plays that we want to make. So I'll be all over Russell. We'll never argue against Edwards. Bottom line, one of these two guys is going to have a good game every single game, but there's a $1,200 difference between the both of them. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards Russell. He's probably the guy I had more ownership on when it was all said and done throughout the course of the season. And not too much more else to love over here. I mean, they're pretty much divvying up power forward minutes multiple ways between McDaniels, between Vanderbilt, between Torian Prince. These guys are all just chopped up the minutes and splitting the 48 between the, all three of them. So the ancillary plays aren't, aren't great over here. And then same thing with Malik Beasley. I mean, he can have a great game like he did in the first one where he shot 8 of 14. And at 4,400, if I land on him, I'm not terribly upset. But I'm also not gravitating towards him. Second game of the night, Dallas Mavericks traveling to Utah. we got to keep an eye on this one because obviously some injury news to worry about. 224.5 game total. I'm sorry, 210.5 game total. Jazz favored by 6.5. Maybe a little bit more indicative that Luka's going to sit, but right now he is questionable. Tim Hardaway Jr., Frank Nittaglina both rolled out, and then the Jazz will be good to go. We'll start off here with Dallas, and it starts and ends with Luka. If Luka plays, I'm, I'm probably not playing anybody from this game. In all honesty, I mean, Brunson, Dinwiddie, both those guys take a massive hit. They're both getting nice price increases. Brunson at 8K, Dinwiddie at 73. Brunson's last really coming off of a monster game. Uh, in that last one, I put up 65.5 DK points with 41 actual points on 25 shot attempts. And that's the theme here. He's taken at least 24 or 25 shot attempts in both games of the playoff series with Luka playing out. He's played 40-plus minutes in both those games. I don't expect that to go anywhere. Now, Dinwiddie... Very much in play as well at 73. I I mean, if Dinwiddie's going to have lower ownership, Brunson's going to have a little higher ownership, but he's a little bit more consistent. Probably has the higher, yeah, definitely has the higher ceiling. We just saw 65 from him. Nonetheless, I'm not expecting that. Uh, I'd be expecting a clear like 42 to 43 and anywhere between 30 and 40 from Dinwiddie if we happen to see that Lucas rolled out. So both those guys would be in play, but if Luca plays, not touching either one of them. Uh, and then for the other ancillary options, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, don't love them, don't hate them. If I land on them, I'm not upset, but I'm not going out of my way to play them. I think that their best-case scenario is probably 5x, maybe like 5 to 6x, but they also have the floor where they can easily get you 4 or 3x, so it, would, it wouldn't shock me if that ends up happening, but I'll probably just keep it in the backcourt, call it a day. I don't think I need to go crazy with anybody in the front court like Dwight Powell, uh, Max Kleber, I would prefer to play over him just because the minutes have been increased. He's been playing, played extremely well in that last one where he shot 8 of 11. I'm not expecting that. He's more of like a 40 to 43% shooter on the season just because he is stepping out most of the times. But at 4,600, I'm not mad that I landed on him. I think he's a little safer than Brandon Clark, but they're both right in that same realm where, you know, I think Kleber might draw higher ownership just because of the minutes, which might have me lean more towards Clark, but nonetheless, both in play. On the Utah side, 
Donovan Mitchell, 8,400. Love him. Uh, I, I'll, I would rather play Mitchell over Brunson when it's all said and done. It, it's, I don't care about the $400 savings you get with Brunson. Donovan Mitchell taking 30 shot attempts and then 29 in the first game is what we're looking for. He does it every single playoff series. He's going to shoot 25-plus times every single night. Amazing score. We know he's going to get to the line a decent amount as well. If his three balls fallen, it's even a better of night because since the playoff series is starting, he's pretty much averaging like a 31.5% three-point shooting. So sign me up for Donovan Mitchell. I'm good there. 8,400 is still too cheap. I mean, if he's shooting 30 shot attempts a night, he should be more like 9K. Uh, Rudy Gobert, I'll probably take a pass on just because we'll get to a center later on that I see myself having plenty of shares of. Uh, and then when we're talking about the ancillary options, one of the ones I could really consider would be Bogdanovich, but he's up to 6K, so I don't think we're getting a crazy discount. Conley. Probably going to say uh, pass on Conley. I know that he was a little hobbled in that first game. Only played 22 minutes. Didn't hit a shot. Uh, I think he's going to – he's a gamer. I think he's going to play if he could. And with that being said, I don't think I'll go there. I think I'd rather play Clarkson for the $600 discount that we're getting. Just the usage off the bench on top of you know not worrying about him playing injured is going to be a big factor for me. So when it's all said and done, it'll be Mitchell. It'll be Clarkson. If you need to play Royce O'Neal and you land on him, sure, why not? Don't feel great about it. We know that his ceiling's not incredibly high. He'll have that 30-point output once once in a while like he did in that last game. But I don't feel great about it. And then again, Bogdanovich isn't a terrible guy to land on. I think his ownership will be lowered a little bit knowing that he's 6K now. So people might shy away from that. Final game of the night. Golden State Warriors traveling to Denver, taking on the Nuggets. Steph Curry played only 23 minutes in that last game, still put up 50 DK points. The minutes are going to continue to get increased. We don't know how quickly they will do it or how quickly they will need to do it because it's been two blowouts so far. So that's the worry with Steph. If the game gets out of hand, he's not going to be playing much. Now, granted, Jokic got ejected in that last game. Ended up making it even more of a blowout than it probably should have been. I mean, without Jokic's team's running on empty, he played 28 minutes when he probably would have played 35 to 40. So keep your eye on that. Um, I mean, there's nothing really to keep your eye on. It's just if you see any news that comes out of Curry, no restrictions, then 8,900 makes him a fantastic play. Uh, outside of that, though, the main guy I've been playing in this series has been Draymond. Again, game got out of hand. Didn't do much as far as ancillary stats in that last one. Getting a price increase regardless. Now he's up to 6,700. He was 65 and then 61 in the first game. I can go back to the well with Draymond and have, not have many worries about it. I just He's consistent. It's a great matchup for him. Uh, the longer Jokic plays, the better he will do. It's just that simple because he's going to have to stay on the floor longer. So uh, I don't mind looking back at Draymond. And then I'm probably going to limit myself there. I, I'm not going to go to Jordan Poole at 8,100. I get it. The dude's been lightning in a bottle. But I've already talked about a few other guards that I like on this slate. Donovan Mitchell being one of them for $300 more. D'Angelo Russell for 7 k is an $1,100 discount. And the healthier Steph gets and the closer the game is, the less Jordan Poole will have usage. It's just that simple. I don't care how good he's been. And listen, he's been amazing. He's a bright young talent that's going to continue to be a force in this league. He's not playing over Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Not in playoffs. It just it just simply won't happen. Um, now he'll still probably play 28 to 30 minutes. Uh, but the usage is what we're concerned with. And with Steph's off the floor, the usage has pretty much been in his hands. Uh, and like I said, probably where I'm going to draw the line. We're not seeing the usage I was hoping to see from Kevon Looney uh, throughout this entire series. Instead, it's been going to guys like Bijalika and even surprisingly, which I didn't think he'd even play a minute in playoffs, it's been Cunningham who's played five and four minutes. So between those three guys, they're pretty much getting the majority of the center minutes on top of Draymond sliding over to the four and then playing small ball with both you know, Curry, Poole, Thompson, and Wiggins all on the floor at the same time. But that's where I'm going to say it. So to recap... It's going to be Draymond, Steph, 
a little bit if we hear that there's no limitations. If there's limitations, I probably won't play them at all. Uh, and I will likely call it a day there. Now on the other side of the ball, Jokic 11-2. I'm playing him again. I mean, if he didn't get ejected, this game might stay closer. Uh, he put up 51 DK points, almost 52 in 28 minutes. Give him an extra seven minutes, and we're looking at 65 pretty comfortably. So 11-2, do not mind paying that price tag for Jokic, especially since the only other priced-up stud that we would consider would probably be John Morant, maybe Luka, but I'm not playing Luka even if he plays. So, yeah, I, I definitely think he's worth the money if you have to spend it. And even you could even combine that with a couple of the mid-tier options we said and still feel pretty comfortable about your lineup. Will Barton is the other guy I'm looking at, 5,800, averaging about 35 DK points throughout the series right now. So there's not much else they have on offense at this point. Yes, Aaron Gordon is there, but Aaron Gordon is a lot more inconsistent. So I don't trust it. I don't trust him in that matchup against Draymond. There's a lot of reasons why Will Barton just makes a lot more sense for me to play at 5,800. And then I talked about Monte Morris a few times, too. He's very consistent at 4,700. I think he's pretty solid, rock solid value. We're, we're going to get 20 to 25 out of him at 4,700. Not going to, you know, even 30 point. I can see 30s from him. But don't expect much more than that. But at 4,700, it's still a pretty, uh, pretty enticing discount. And that brings it home. And that wraps us up. That's all three games, guys. It's only been a solid 13 minutes. So, you know, we're going to talk about our player tier segment real fast where give two players from each tier expensive middle value for the expensive it'll be Jokic it'll be Mitchell I think that was probably been the past two that these guys have been on the slate so uh, every slate I've done where these games have taken place I said those two and I'll continue to roll with it uh, for the middle tier we'll go Will Barton at 5,800 I like what Will Barton's been doing and then this is where I get tossed up between Jared Jackson and Draymond uh can even throw Russell in there. I like all three of those guys. Uh, I'll go with D'Angelo Russell, though, at 7K. Feeling like a good bounce-back game for uh, for D'Angelo. I mean, he's crushed this series all season long. And then now, all of a sudden, two bad games in a row, limited minutes due to blowouts. A lot of reasons came into that. So, bottom line, they're going to need his shooting. They're going to need his playmaking if they want to stay in this, uh, in this series. Value time. Now, we talked about a few solid value options. Now, I think a lot of them have some risk. So I'm probably going to lean towards guys that have a little bit of a higher floor, but still have a decent upside there. You know, I mentioned Monte Morris. I think he's a solid option. I know I wouldn't go and play Morris, Barton, and Jokic in the same lineup. I can see playing two out of those three. I prefer Jokic and then maybe one ancillary piece with that. So maybe we'll give maybe we'll give three value plays here. Three guys I'm playing in that tier. Uh, Brandon Clark, who I've talked about, 4,700, put up two great performances in a row. Now. I don't love that price tag at 4700 It makes it a little harder for us to get the consistency value that we If he gets 20, he's not paying off that. If he gets 25, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty much what we're hoping and expecting. Uh, anything on top of that is a bonus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and then the final guy, because I, I did say I'd get three, would probably be you know Clarkson at 49 There's not much. Like, if you needed a dumpster dive play, Bijalika, probably the guy I'd look at. But I wouldn't feel great about it, just in all honesty. But if you need it, he's there. And then uh, that's it, guys. So, if, you know, if you have a second, you want to give me a follow on Twitter, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give us a thumbs up, five-star rate and review wherever you are listening. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, we do appreciate it. If you guys haven't heard, we will be having shows coming for DFS baseball and football as well. So, Keep your eyes open for that. If you are a DFS uh, DFS junkie and you want to get shares in both of them, now granted, I uh, I stay in my lane. I, I do play a little DFS baseball here and there in football. Don't get me wrong. 
But uh, we got people smarter than me that could give advice on that. I, I, I stay in my lane when it comes to the NBA. That's been my cash cow for the past like eight, nine years now. Where you know you don't want, you don't necessarily want my baseball, football, uh, DFS advice. Now we'll just say it there. But seriously, get ready to check it out. It will be coming soon. And uh, you guys got Joe over there running the baseball side of things, so he will handle that and really give you guys some pretty good advice, I imagine. Uh, he's won me some money already. And then, that's it. Actually, and then, that's it. That's all we got. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, actually, no, I won't. It'll be Santino. I, as you guys can tell, my mind's going crazy. I've been flying in and out of town, getting ready to move. I've got a lot of things going on, trying to catch all these games, as much of them as I could. Uh, and then when I'm not going back and researching and doing everything else, so mine's going crazy, guys. So say a prayer for me. Uh, I'm going to need it uh, over the next like three weeks or so as I'm, this whole moving process wraps up. But Santino will be on with Dave Mancroft. They'll be crushing that Friday slate for you guys. As always, take care. Let's go with a GPP.